Welcome to another episode of the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by the Wiregrass Local and Bar Media. Alright, about to do this podcast over the phone. Gross! Calling Rachel Hawkins. Hello? Rachel. Hey, it's Justin April. How's it going this afternoon? Hi, Justin. It's great. How are you? Oh, so far so good. Just hanging out of the office, trying to, I don't know, hide out from these hot days. Oh, I know. It's been absolutely crazy here today. It's already like, you know, 93 or something. I'm like, not in June, guys. Come on. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, it, listen, and it's not going to get any better until like September. No, it's really not. No, it's just going to be awful. So, but I was like, I can accept it in like July and August and June. I'm like, you could stay at like 88 at least. But no. Yeah, keep it comfortable, but not anything yeah. outrageous. Like right now, you could go, I don't know what it's like outside because I haven't been there in so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I say that like it's a place of its own. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I'd, I'll run downstairs and get something out of my truck every now and again and just be like, man, this is going to be a long ride home. Yeah, and it's hot. it's worse like in Dothan. Every time I come back home, even though I'm just like two and a half hours up the road, mm-hmm. it's I swear it's hotter in Dothan every time. I was like, wow, how did I grow up here? Yeah, it's, it's brutal. Um, yeah, it is. It's a different kind of hot than it is even in Auburn. Absolutely. So I grew up. Um, I grew up in Syracuse, New York, and then mm-hmm. we moved down here when I was around eight or so. And yeah. even then, yeah. I like my parents would. My mom would send me home to New York uh, every year until like, I don't know, my sophomore or junior year in high school. And yeah. so I never realized how unreasonable the weather was here during the summer <laughs> exactly. for the longest time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, it's, whew, yeah, I'm. A, it's the worst. It's, yeah, it's raining here at least now, but it's also it's been raining like every day. Like it's, it's gotten that kind of hot where every afternoon. Oh yeah. Rain. You set your watch by it. So that's it. Yep. No south summer in the south. Yep, yep, every time. <laughs> well, what's up, Rachel Hawkins, author and um, yeah, young adult novelist yeah, and all the other things. Write all the things, yeah, <laughs> write all the things. Um, uh, writing all the things right now. <laughs> so, awesome. What uh, what are you working yeah. on? I'm actually working on two books at once right now, which um, sucks quite frankly. (laughs) Yeah, I'll never do this again. But this is this is where we are. That's um... yeah. um, So yeah, I've got one of my I write romance novels under a pen name, and so I've got one of those due July first, and my next thriller is due August first. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's great, you know, and it's it's nice to have work always. But yeah, it's it's been a those deadlines are real. Yeah. Yeah, they're real. Yeah. Exactly. Especially when you have like publishing situations already where somebody's expecting it and you're not shopping it after you finish. Yeah, right. When they're and like it's on like especially because um, you know, these are like just like the publishing dates are really tight. Yeah. And even though the dates are in, you know, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, which seems so far away, it's you still need all this lead time. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Um, to work I mean, on stuff. Nowadays yeah. it's almost like because of the pandemic, everybody kind of adjusted their timeline for things like okay right usually in a perfect world it takes five hours to do this thing but now yeah we're gonna let's go ahead and pad that a little bit just in case everything goes right. off the rails 
Yeah, and they'll do it for it's funny in publishing, like they'll do it for their side, but they will not do it for your side. Oh, <laughs> like, you usually, know? yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, we're, the, we're supposed to just keep meeting those deadlines, but like yeah. if they're delayed on something, then that's pandemic related and it's fine. Yeah, they're all so. a team, but it's just when it's just you, yeah. they feel real, uh, feel yeah, liberal with uh, getting, exactly. getting things out of you. Um, well, that's why how, uh, I feel, I have got an outline for this podcast, but I have already gone off track immediately. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about you being from Dothan first. Um, yeah. so you grew up here. I did. Yeah. Um, I was born in Virginia. Um, but I only lived there for less than two years and, uh, and my dad got a job at Farley nuclear plant. Um, so that's why we moved to Dothan, yeah, in like 1981, I guess. Oh, awesome. You got that Homer Simpson job. Exactly. That's... Exactly. My dad was like really excited when The Simpsons came out because it was finally, because I had no idea what he did for a living at all. Finally got so representation. So it was something that he could, yeah, he could point to and be like, look, see, it's like that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's a, I've got a handful of friends that work out there now, and I just assume they are all Homer Simpson characters. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a great place, you know, they, they're, they're good guys out there. Yeah. How and long? ladies too. I just I didn't know any ladies. <laughs> so did you do all the uh do you do all your schooling here? I mean not college obviously. I, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I went to Houston Academy. Um and so I did that pretty much the whole time. I was there from kindergarten and I graduated in uh ninety eight. Yeah, see I graduated um, from Dothan High School and I ain't publishing much. I mean I Yeah. I kind of cheat it because I do own a newspaper, but uh, I don't know if that counts. Yeah. When it comes, like you're not. I'm not on. I'm. Well, see, I, I also don't have the eligibility to be on a bestsellers list because we. It's a free newspaper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, there is that. Yep, there shot is myself that in the foot. That yeah, because yep. that's the only thing stopping me from being on a bestsellers list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the uh, not being formally trained in anything, but tomfoolery. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you'd be surprised how many people just tell me things like, you know, oh, I, I would write a book if I had the time. And I'm always like, right, because time is that's that's all you need. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, it. Yeah. No, no, it. It no training, no inspiration. No, uh, nope. just just the time to do it. Yeah. Imagine what we could all get accomplished if we just had the time. We just had the time. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm like, I always want to joke like I always wanted to be a heart surgeon, but, you know, I just can't fit it I in the schedule right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you never know. I mean. You never know, though. I mean, it's, life has a lot of acts. You know, maybe maybe that's going to be, I gosh, I think I'm in like my seventh act of life by now. So uh, maybe I'm that's number eight. Boat. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. in the same boat. Uh, yeah. you, what was your uh, childhood slash middle school, high school years like down here? Was it, um, I say down here, like it's seven yeah. months away. <laughs> it's, just, it's like two uh, hour yeah. drive. Yeah, no, but I still say that. I'm like, when I'm down in Dothan, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's two and a half hours down the road. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. It was really, I mean, I, I still have a lot of fondness for Dothan. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I even thought for a little bit a couple of years ago about moving back and just decided not to for a couple of reasons. But I, I've always really loved Dothan. It's it's kind of a, a great mix of like small town and somewhat sizable city you know it's like there's, there's everything yeah there's like everything you could possibly want um like shopping wise for sure yeah um and and restaurants and all that kind of thing mm -hmm. but then it, it's like the neighborhoods feel very you know calm and quiet and yeah um and so i was really like this so yeah i had a really nice time uh growing up in dothan um you know going to peanut festivals oh yeah <laughs> 
Do you still uh, do you still make it back for those? I haven't been to one in a couple of years. We tried to bring our son a few years ago when he was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And it turned out he was going through like a huge stage where he did not like um, crowds or oh, yeah. rides or loud noises. It's definitely <laughs> so, like, not it a space for fine. him. Yeah. No, no. So like he still like talks about the peanut festival was like horrified awe in his voice. And we're like, no, it's, it's fun. Oh, we're sorry. Yeah, you want to drive two um, and a half hours to be traumatized? Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So glad that we paid like 50 bucks for you to like slide down the slide and be like, that's it, I'm out. Yeah, that's it. Um, One goldfish, get out of here. Yeah, my knee's done. So yeah, I haven't been in a while, but yeah, um, I, I, wanna, I always joke that like my goal with all of this stuff is to get like successful enough that they'll ask me to come back and judge the Miss National Peanut Festival pageant. I just... Oh. I, why can't I be a pageant? This is my, now my plea. Like, oh, you want to be a pageant judge? I want to be a pageant judge. Call me up, National Peanut Butter. I'll be so good at it. I promise, even though I'm being silly right now, I would totally take oh, it seriously. Don't mess around. I know, uh, I know a I couple judges. No, yeah, so I would totally come down and happily judge the Miss National Peanut Festival. I feel like pageant, we can line so. this up. I feel like we can make this I think, dream I come think true. I, yeah, maybe you can make it happen for me, Justin, because I've was, been I've been putting it out in the universe. So. Yeah, I was actually a judge of the photo contest, which is not nearly as prestigious as being Miss Peanut. Right. But it's still cool, though. <laughs> yeah, I also never thought I'd say the sentence nearly as prestigious as being Miss Peanut. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm checking boxes off my bucket list as we speak. Yeah, there you go. Um, so what got you started in writing? Well, um, you know, I wrote a lot just as like a hobby, um, the way that kids sometimes do. I mean, I think nowadays that like, kids put it all up on like the internet and, yeah, like, it's all on Instagram and there's like sites for like, yeah, fan fiction and that kind of thing. Um, but obviously I was just writing all of mine in like a sad three ring binder notebook in the, like the back of math class. Yeah. Um, oh, so you started that young. So, yeah. I started really young, like, but it just like sort of for my own entertainment sure. really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they like, you know, it was a fun thing for like my friends, like they'd be like, Oh, you, you got a new chapter of the thing you were working on, you know, and so that kind of fun stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And I entered like a couple of contests. Like when I was in eighth grade, I entered a ghost story contest for the Montgomery advertiser Ooh. and I won, which was very exciting. Oh, Catherine Tucker Wyndham um, was still around too. She might've been. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she was like, I got to meet her when I was like eight, I think. Yeah, I was, I was eight. And, um, University at Dothan used to do this young authors conference, mm-hmm. which was, of course, like very exciting for me, a little kid who really liked to write. And my parents took me to it because they were good supporters, parents like that. And Catherine Tucker Wyndham was there and she was like signing books. So I still have my signed oh, copy so of um, 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. And when she would sign it, she would be like, hauntingly yours, Catherine Tucker Wyndham. And then she'd do her handwriting all creepy and mm-hmm. be like, and Jeffrey. Oh, that's so good. And like, forget it. When I was little, I'm like, oh my God, ghosts in my book, you guys, this is amazing. That's so, a, yeah. yeah. Dude, I actually, I have four books on my coffee table that's sitting next to me as we speak. And that is one of, that is 25% of the books that I yeah. have on display. <laughs> Is 13 she's so good. She, yeah, I love, and they were so like genuinely scary. I just recently, um, my family and I took a road trip to Colorado because why not? Sure. And um, as we were driving across the town, Big B, I was like telling my husband like the story of the Eliza battle and like, oh, you know, <laughs> they can hear like the ghosts of the people that drown on that and from the 1860s or whenever it That's was. So awesome. Yeah, and he was he had never heard that. So I mean, he's from um, Atmore, Alabama. Oh, okay. So like, oh you wow. Know, 
So also on the west side. Deep south, just yeah. Other side. Yeah. That's wild. There's not a yeah, lot of people and, that even uh, know that that's a place. No, no, there are not. Uh, now, granted, they've got the, the big casino now, which was really helpful. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the only reason and, and I knew of it was those were their, Yeah, that was the only reason yeah. I knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> Death Row in the casino, that's 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 admirable for you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he. I was like, oh, look, like all these years later, I'm still pulling out my, my Catherine window. Listen, that knowledge never goes to waste. No, no, it's really, and even now, like when I've looked back through it, I'm like, you know, there are still even as like basically a lifelong Alabamian, like cities in here I've never heard of. Oh, for know? sure. Like places I would have no clue, like where to even begin to place them. Have you been through Burnt Corn? That's over by Atmore. No, I haven't actually. Yeah, you're There's not missing There's a lot of like interesting names over there. There's also like Pineapple. Mm-hmm. And a couple of places like, and one place that looks like it should be like Uriah, but it's like Uriah. Yeah, um, like Boaz. And, uh, there's a lot of Arab. Yeah, Boaz, Arab. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> pronunciations going on here. Yeah, up here we've got Lafayette, not Lafayette. Oh Lord, yeah, Lafayette. <laughs> I, there was listen, there was a little area called Lafayette, um, right outside of Syracuse, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And when I moved here, I started going to church at uh, Lafayette. Methodist church and not yeah. a single soul went to that church, but me apparently, cause I'd tell them yeah. and they'd correct me every time. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping me yeah, honest. We'll say it. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> how'd you, uh, did you, do you always, well, we'll go, we'll go back. When was the first time you started actively thinking about writing as a career choice? Um, I mean, I think I was definitely thinking of it sort of post-college. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Auburn. I graduated with a BA in English. Um, super duper useful degree. I mean, it's worked out for me. Like, so I can't complain. <laughs> Trust like, me, I've got time. a couple buddies. I got one buddy in particular yeah. that's got that, and he is a great bartender. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but at the time, it, it's really like it's amazing how much has changed in just like twenty years. Mm. Um, but like I felt like at the time, like you really kind of could go to college and just be like, I'll just major in what I like, and somehow that will work out for me. Um, Oof, and so tough. I was like, well, I I like English, you know, I'll stay in that, and maybe I'll go to law school. I think that's every English major always, I think, kind of keeps that in their back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll either I'll either start writing for a newspaper, I'll either get into journalism and transition that way, or I will go to law school. Um, but I so when I got out of college, I was actually teaching um, pre-K, so oh, like little bitty kids. That. Yeah, I loved that job. If if it had paid me, <laughs> I would probably still be yeah. doing it to some degree because it's it's really a special career like there are so few jobs where like when your day is going bad you can just be like let's put on some music and dance everybody for sure yeah nobody's <laughs> so, nobody in a cubicle is allowed to do that at all no nobody's allowed but yeah when you have a room full of like 15 four year olds you can absolutely be like we're gonna dance for the next hour what yeah. do you think about that and, and they've got fine. the energy for it exactly um so i was doing that and while i was doing that i was kind of trying to write it was very like half-hearted you know like I was you know 22 I was just out of college I was we had my then fiance now husband and I had moved um, up to Huntsville so that's where I was working Mm -hmm. so I was I kind of had this idea of like well I want to write um I wanted to write sort of like romantic thrillers like a la Nora Roberts or somebody like that Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started something and I was like writing it like during like nap time um, at, at the pre-K. Yeah. 
And I hope my old boss isn't listening to this. It was oh, supposed to be out of watching them or something. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway then you know like i said i was like newly married and he was teaching high school science and uh his high school then had an opening for an english teacher and so i would just enroll in grad school to get like a english language arts Mm -hmm. master's um i could teach high school and that was the pay was better i'd have summers off which like having been married to him by that point for like a couple of years Mm -hmm. and like watching him have summers off while i went to work i was like well i don't like that um yeah, so I got into teaching high school English, and then, like, I just sort of put all the writing stuff to the side because I was, like, in a new job. I was going to grad school, and I had a baby, so I was just super focused on life. Yeah. Um, and not so much on the writing stuff. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Writing, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a like, lot of changes, and, yeah. It was a lot. I always say that now I'm just incredibly lazy in my 40s because in my 20s I was like, I'm going to do everything. Yeah, <laughs> so no, I, I'm going to take was, every box there is. I was absolutely so, there in my 20s, and now I'll be yeah. uh, 39 this year, and I'm like, let's wrap this up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I'm here to tell you at 41, so just like a couple of years down the road, yeah, I'm like, no, I don't. Like, now I'm like, if it doesn't get done by noon, it's probably not getting done, let's yeah. be real. Um, so yeah, it is it's because in my twenties I was hustling so hard. Um, you know, and I think about that now that I was like teaching high school during the day and mm-hmm. I had a newborn and then I would go to grad school from four to 10 at night. Wow. And so, yeah, my husband had our son with him at home and then I would come get home by like 10 30 mm-hmm. and go to bed and like wake up at five and just like do that every day. That's a lot of being awake. Bananas to me. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I look at things like I used to get home. I don't know. Three in the morning was a normal. Yeah. Like Tuesday or Wednesday morning. Like I was kind of like, I was a pretty wild kid. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Without getting in, without getting myself in trouble. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I would like, yeah, I'd come home. I lived in Montgomery for a handful of years in my twenties and every night there's an yeah. excuse to be out till one thirty or two. Then I'd be back oh, yeah. at work at seven in the morning, get off yeah. at five, five thirty, and then just rinse and repeat. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Again, that's why then, yeah, we hit like 39 or so and go, mm, I'm done now. I need a nap every yeah. day. <laughs> I've got a lot of friends that just started getting into nightlife and I'm like, yeah. I don't know about this guys. I think, I think that ship has sailed for you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's John and my husband and I, we both laugh about how, like, if somebody's like, you know, you want to meet at seven, we're like, at night? Like, seven? Oh, I'm usually in my jimmies by then. I'm like, yeah. two glasses of wine in, guys. Yeah, there's a bath being drawn at seven. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so anyway, I was I was doing all of that. and um, And then life happened in the way that it does. And it's like a super boring story, so I will skate over it. But basically, <laughs> I got like super like it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's really important to like how I became a writer, but mm-hmm. it's so awful and boring that I just have to be like, I got caught in a bunch of bureaucratic red tape between grad school and like the gotcha. education world, and you can just sort of. I, I feel like anybody that lives in the state is not surprised when I'm like, there's a lot of red tape in public education in yeah. the state. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But basically, I was going to, because of the way I'd been doing grad school, um, I had not done like an internship because mm-hmm. I just had gotten a job teaching with an emergency certificate. Oh, I got gotcha. And 
and they used to just grandfather you in. Like it was like, okay, you don't have to do an internship. We'll send somebody to observe you, but you've already got a job, so you're good. The year that I was supposed to graduate, they changed that thing, and they were like, no, actually quit your paying job and go do an internship for free for six months, and and then you can graduate. Yes. Um, and I, I didn't want to do that. So, yeah, dude, that's tough. Like my wife, uh, I actually, we got married in 2016, and she was yeah. doing her, she was finishing up her last semester before she went into her whatever um, semester of internship. Yeah. And I was where I was a marketing photographer for this pretty big pet supply company that's on like e-commerce thing. And uh-huh. I quit my job uh the day I was supposed to go back from my uh after our honeymoon, I sent in my resignation and was uh Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I know how much I can make in this position and it's not going to be enough to sustain me and my now wife." for six months. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. bet on, I'm going to bet on me. So yeah, <laughs> just, no, like, no, and that's, no, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, the way oh, to that's do it. Like, and that same thing of like, where I was like, well, this is bad. And I, and I wasn't really enjoying my job anyway. So, and that was the thing I was like, I'm, I'm not going to like, and I was 27 years old, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to like kill myself for this job that I don't even know that I want. Yeah. When you're in and it so, too, it just seems like it's going to go on for the rest of your life. You know what right. I mean? And it makes and, it real yeah. tough to get motivated to even go do a good job when you're there, let alone go at all. Exactly. So I was just like, and my husband was beginning to think that education wasn't for him either. And so, yeah, we both just sort of sat down and we were like, look, this is risky, but yeah, exactly. It's time to bet on us. He quit and like, actually he had been working a little bit longer than me. And so he cashed out of state retirement, which was huge. Like, I mean, not huge in terms of money trust, but, but yeah. huge in terms of like, you know, representation, Yeah. Uh, you know, of what we were going to do. That's making things and, final. Um, That's like changing the lives. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and so he had always been like, cause I had talked about writing a lot. He was like, look, I just really feel like if you do this, it'll work. I, I don't know why, but that's just how I feel. And I said, you know, I feel the same way. It's, I mean, it sounded crazy. Like also to like call our parents and be like, hi, we're 27 oh, and we have a two year old and we've just quit our, you know, well-paying good insurance oh, jobs. Sure. Yeah. And we've also cashed out John state retirement and um, I'm not going to work for six months. He's going to go work retail for a while and just kind of decompress from like having been on the pressure cooker of education. Yeah. Um, something like selling people shirts was like way less pressure. Oh, you're <laughs> just chilling there. Like, like, them yeah, shirts are going to exactly. sell themselves. Yeah. And he was like, I just want to work somewhere where I don't really have to like care and you have to care so much in education. So, um, and then I, did, I just sat down and I was like, I'm going to write the thing that I want to write. I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of studied because I had been teaching high school English. I'd been like, you know, looking at like young adult books a lot. Mm-hmm. And this was when like Twilight was really big. Yeah. So young adult literature was really like exploding. And so partially it was, it, it was a, a good mix of like, you know, passion and love for something, but also like some business sense of being like, okay, these kind of books oh, are this popular is actually right now. successful. Yeah. People are doing this. Yeah. Right. This is working. And luckily I love this thing that's working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't love Twilight. No offense to Stephanie Meyer, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I sure, don't think I she's mad at me. I think we're good. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, you know, she could buy and sell me. She's good. Um, but 
she, um, but anyway, so I just was like, I'm going to write, you know, what I want to write, but also a thing that I know is successful. And so I did. I spent a few months working on a YA novel about a girl who gets sent to basically what's like juvie for supernatural creatures. Because oh, I was really? like, what it like, I pitched it as, you know, what if you've got such a Hogwarts? But it sucked, you know. Well, yeah, like the of alternative a, school of Hogwarts. Like the alternative school of Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. There has to be like you know a school for like the witches who do something yeah. bad or whatever. And so that was and and it you know combined things that I knew were popular: the supernatural stuff, the boarding school stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted it to be funny. I wanted it to. I mean, I thought it was like an inherently kind of funny premise. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of just kind of funny, and there was some romance, and you know. Um, so yeah, I wrote that in like three or four months, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've done kind of all the research about how to get a literary agent, um, and was lucky enough to find one fairly quickly. Uh, and who is still my agent to this day. So oh, that's like, awesome. that to me is like, yeah, yeah those... like, and we, yeah, we've been together since 2008 now, which is crazy. Yeah. Those relationships and business, and especially when it's a, something that you're that passionate about, like you have to have yeah. a great relationship with your representation. Because you don't right, want them selling that, you short, yeah. like, you don't want them, yeah. like, pitching you, and just, their heart's not in it, so, that, I mean, it's not going to be, you know. Exactly, because I mean. they're going to be, like, your, you know, I was like, editors come and go, like, sure. I've been through several editors, editors mm-hmm. will quit, or they get fired, or they just move to different divisions, or whatever, but your agent, hopefully, is the person that, you know, you're going to do the whole career with. Yeah, um, it's like a, a good so, accountant. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so, and then, and then it all kind of happened really fast. And like I said, I think I started the book in October mm-hmm. and by April we had sold it in a three book deal to Disney. Oh, awesome. So it was like, it was such a, I mean, it was like emotional whiplash from sort of going from like the lowest, like, now what are we going to do? But yeah. we got to try. For sure. And it, it, it did, it felt like the universe was like, good job. Thank you for trying. I mean, like, listen, I've always, I've always said that the more you risk, the more you, I mean, it's just like gambling. The more you put on the line, the more yeah. you, uh, stand to gain in theory. Exactly. And even yeah. though it's nothing, um, I mean, yeah, it is monetary and tangible, but it's, it's yeah. m- more of like, you don't want to let yourself down. Cause that right. leads to all sorts of weird emotional nonsense. <laughs> but I mean, exactly. you just want to, yeah. Like chasing that dream is, is I think what everybody is meant to do. I think so, and I don't think that like it's it is, you're putting it out there like no matter what I believe in this mm-hmm. and I believe in me I believe Absolutely. that I'm like my best resource and um and I think that is I think that's so important and there have been times like I've had to do that again you know mm-hmm. just because you've got like one book deal doesn't necessarily mean like you're set forever. yeah it's not smooth sailing um, no exactly and that's the other thing too that I'm always like there's great things about it I love being my own boss I love um, the independence that it gives me, but it does mean that like there are lean times, there are, you know, struggles that yeah. just don't come up if you have a more traditional nine to five. So it's, it's a trade off and you just decide, is that something I'm willing mm-hmm. to trade off or not? You know, and the first few years are the, the worst because you don't have anything to gauge it by. So you don't know whether you're having a good right. year or a bad year. You just look at that bank exactly. account and it says not much. And you're like, mm, yeah, I think I've yeah. made a mistake. Right, exactly. So you just sort of have to be willing to kind of to weather it. Um, and and so, yeah, I've had, and that's kind of how I ended up then making like the, the transition from writing, you know, young adult books, which I'd done for 10 years and 11 books 
um, transitioning into writing for adults, which was because I kind of saw the writing on the wall that I, I didn't think I had very many good YA ideas left. Yeah. Um, I and, thought the market was changing in ways that I was like, oh, I'm probably not the best person for this now. Yeah. And you don't want to get like a big group involved because then you're writing somebody else's novel. Exactly. And that was really what it kind of came down to. Like we were going to have a talk with my editor of like, what should Rachel write next? And I remember yeah. telling my agent, like nothing good is going to come out of that. You no, know? it's <laughs> going to be like, like well, this is how. what's hot right now. Do a weird right. version of this. Yeah. And so I was like, let me just write what I want to write and then we'll just see where that goes. And, um, and then it did. It led into this whole new sort of, branch of my career almost exactly 10 years later which felt like okay there we go like yeah. now now i see why it's time for this now yeah it's a, like it's like stair steps on the way to wherever you're headed like exactly. that's that's how i look at like different phases or different eras or scenes or what what do you call it acts um, yeah, so yeah, different acts. That's what my husband and I always say because we are we're on so many different ones, and we're just always kind of willing to. Like, I think that people get very stuck in this idea of like, this is the thing you do, forever, and you do it yeah. forever until you retire. Um, and I, just, you know, life doesn't have to be like that. And I'm not saying that from like, you know, I don't come from like a whole bunch of money. It's not like I have like a rich relative yeah. bankrolling me, or anything, you know, to make these decisions. Um, you know, nothing worse than like a trust fund kid telling you how to live life. You don't trust me. No, but <laughs> yeah, but like, that's, that's not the case here. You know, this is, that's not what it is. Um, yeah, I just think like being willing to sort of do a bunch of different things, like, you know, that's what makes life interesting. What, um. So you just, did you intend in writing on writing a series out of the gate or were you just going to do one book and just see how it went? No, I definitely wanted to write a series out of the gate because that was, again, what was really popular at the sure. time. Mm -hmm. um, I think like, especially in YA, like you've got a lot of, you know, people who are really, really raised on TV, like especially in that age group yeah. at that time, they really like that kind of bigger story idea. Um, and so now, granted, I wrote two trilogies back to back and then like two related books. And I was like, okay, never again. Like, you know, everything yeah. I do is a standalone. Um, cause it's hard. Like it's, you know, managing an arc that big over several books. Yeah. So your most, tough. your most recent book, the wife upstairs, that's not, yes. that's not part of a series, is it? No, no, that is just a standalone. Um, it's a sort of you know modern retelling of Jane Eyre. Mm -hmm. And so it can kind of, yeah. It, it sort of ends where the that book did, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, how did you uh, how did you decide to do that project? That's actually a really funny one, and it's kind of you know, it's a good example of the ways that publishing is a little weird and mm -hmm. like works in all kinds of ways that I think people don't always understand or know about. Mm -hmm. um, in this case, this was something that came to me. Um, there is a publishing company called Alloway, and they do a whole bunch of different books. And so basically they wrote to my agent and they said, you know, we're looking to put together a modern Jane Eyre, like like domestic suspense thriller yep. thing. Do you have anybody that could maybe write that? And um, and my agent was like, you know, Rachel hasn't written adult, but like that sounds really weird. And Rachel really loves weird things. So yeah. I'm going to see if she would be interested. So I basically auditioned for it. You know, I wrote them like 10 mm -hmm. sample pages. And that was another thing too, was sort of going – you know, is this like, do I write what I think these people want or do I write how I would do it? And I'm like, well, I got to do it how I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I or I mean, that that's risk. the other, that's the thing too, because your agent's selling you on you doing it the way you would do it. So if yeah. you did it the way you thought they wanted it, it may not always 
You might not, right. might not, it might not be right, you know, exactly. So I was like, I'll just do it how I would do it. And, um, and then like, it was a really collaborative process, but at the end of the day, the book was still very much mine. You know, they mm-hmm. plotted a lot of it, like sort of the beats. And I like went up to New York and we sat in a conference room for nine hours and broke that whole book down, you know, what was going to happen. But so I was a voice at the table and also like all the stuff of like setting it in Birmingham yeah. and all of that, that was all me. You know, um, so they were very open to it being as much my book as it could be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, like I wrote every word in it. So it is mine, but it did. It came to the table in such a different way. But again, um, so many books are written like that. And I think a lot of people don't know that. No, that, I mean, that's very true. Like people assume that somebody just woke up and they're like, you know what? We're going to remake The Shining or whatever. Like, because right. it happens <laughs> yeah. in the movie industry all the time. Like, oh. A lot more nowadays than historically ever before. Like, obviously, I don't know, like a lot of times, and this is the same in music because there's so many similarities and so many songs and maybe it's just me uh, growing old and me like, well, that's not music. But um, I wonder if all the songs have been written. Have you, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, have all the movies been made? And then we just got to like, how many Spider-Mans do we really need, guys? Yeah, exactly. And the same with the books, I always say, like, you know, there is no, like, new story. Like, none of us are reinventing the wheel here. Sure. We're all coming with our takes on, like, you know, stories that have have been there. So, um... It's cool so, yeah, to see the way is. people interpret things, though. Like, every, it obviously, every it's, yeah. when it's done well, each author puts their own... You can tell it's their book if you're a follower of their work. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, and you do sort of develop like a brand, you know, people yeah. kind of know what they're getting when they come to you, even if the stories are wildly different. Like the next book that I have coming out in January, Reckless Girls, is extremely different from The Wife Upstairs. And that, like, The Wife Upstairs is, again, it's set in Birmingham. It's all sort of set in this very small neighborhood. It's a retelling of a classic. Reckless Girls is set in Hawaii and on an island in the South Pacific. And and it's just mine. <laughs> yeah. It's not based on anything, really. That's it's awesome. my own desire to write a murder book set on like a yacht and an island. Hey, that, um, I mean, listen, I, was, I get down, yeah. I will get down with a 2020 episode in any setting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and also, I was like, you know, trapped in my house writing it last year. So, I was like, I'm going on mental. Oh, vacation. yeah, right. That's, dude, that's um, a great exercise for people that are just it stuck. Is. Yeah. It was, I was really, I, you know, we were lucky anyway during the pandemic, you know, that we didn't sort of suffer any personal losses or anything like that. But I was like, I felt very lucky to have this job then because A, it was a job that I could keep doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd already been working at my house. Yeah. No big adjustment. I just got to wake up and do a normal day. All right. Let's do that. Right. And yeah. And then having this thing to like sort of focus on and, um, and work on really helped, you know. Yeah, you can put blinders on and just get to work. Exactly, exactly. So I really enjoyed that part of it. I was in the middle of uh, last February the 22nd. I jumped off of a parade float because Mardi Gras and exploded yeah. my heel bone. Oh, ow. And so they Yikes. got to glue and screw and plate that thing back together. And I was laying in bed for the like from the 22nd until probably mid-May. Before yeah. I started was before I was able to start walking again. And yeah. Oh man. I had a lot less fun projects to work on than that. I actually moved a mattress into our living room and I watched 
all of the Family Matters episodes on Hulu. <laughs> there you go. That's all I got done last summer. It was a mess. Yeah, no, I get that. That's, and my husband got very, it was very funny. He had just, we had just decided that he was taking 2020 off. He had mm-hmm. been teaching at the university. And, um, but we were sort of at a place where he could kind of take some time and yeah. we decided that was a good thing for him to do. And so he'd already planned on like not working for any of 2020. Yeah, so right. he was like, okay, well, I, I wasn't going to work, but I was going to do things. Yeah. He's like, now, now what do I do? Now everything's so, yeah. closed and I'm stuck at the house. Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Does he, did he have a lot of morning classes when he was in education? You know, I don't even really know because he is one of those people that, like, he was, like, at work at, like, 7.30 and I'm oh, okay. what was happening. Yeah. He's one of those dudes. <laughs> yeah, so, so my wife, she's a pre-K teacher here, and she just yeah. got out for some, like, this is her first Monday um, not in the classroom. And right. every, like, beginning of the summer, it takes me, like, two weeks to figure out that, oh, yeah, every day is not Saturday. Um, yeah because <laughs> if she's still in bed and it's eight o'clock i just assume it's the weekend right and right I'm, I'm not uh, it's yeah i'm not too uh i don't jump up as soon as the sun shows itself in the morning yeah and probably because of all those years of checking out the nightlife <laughs> in every corner of the world right but right it um yeah it's it's always fun to harass the the co um the cohabitant of the house Tell, yeah. him, tell him to have a good day at work while you're still like half asleep. <laughs> like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, it's it's been really funny. He ended up he built us like an entire like covered patio like by himself. Oh, like, yeah. And like because he was like, I've got to do something. And then this year he built like all these big flower beds because again he he did not know like downtime was hard for him. Yeah. <laughs> so whereas for me, like I'm one of those people, like, again, I mean, I work hard, but I work at home in my pajamas and I'll still like go on vacation and be like, Oh, I don't want to do anything. I just want to I have a bad problem. I have the worst problem leaving town and not bringing a laptop or like, I would do a lot of my yeah. stuff from my phone too, but, um, yeah. I have a real tough time. Like client calls. I'm like, what's up? And then I kick myself yeah. like two seconds into the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing like when we, like I said, we were just in Colorado recently and I was doing like Zoom calls from, you know, Airbnb guest rooms. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, guys, but I gotta. Um, because, yeah, and that's the other thing, too, that it is one of the things of like the sort of self employed life is that you are, you're, you're never off really. Yeah. <laughs> There's no kind of like weekends are usually okay because like other people I work with do have the more traditional Monday through Friday structure. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I still have to, you know, if I've got a deadline, I still have to hit it. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. I see. I got home. I live stream a church service every week for Church mm-hmm. and Nativity here in Dothan. And yeah. then usually I go from there back up here to the office and upload it to YouTube forum. And yeah. I got home. I'm in the middle of opening a retail store downstairs from my office. It's I try to do everything at the same time. And yeah. <laughs> I got home yesterday and I was telling my wife, I was like, is it what day is it? And she was like, it's Sunday still. And I was like, good God, I thought it was like Tuesday. And <laughs> she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't remember the last time I hadn't. I don't. Like the last day I didn't go to the office or yeah. go to the store downstairs. Like it's every stinking day. And I'm, yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. And that's, that is, that is the, that is one of the, the parts of the self-employed life for sure. Yeah. I've gotten up at five on vacations. Yeah. 
uh, to work because I'm like, oh, this book is due when I get back, so I need to. But like, I'm trying not to be the person like ruining any of the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'll steal time and like, yeah, I'll just get up get at up to like I'll eight, work so. three to six thirty, and then I'll go back to bed. Get up at nine. We'll do family yeah, stuff exactly. all day, and then when the kids yep. go to bed, we'll just get back to work. Yeah. Yeah, that has that has been part of it. I've tried to get better at that as time has gone by. Um, about I used to be fairly strict, and with the pandemic, it all just you know went to hell. But I was very strict about like I don't work on the weekends and I don't work um, except in the summer when my kid is off of school. Mm-hmm. So it's like if it's Christmas break for these two weeks, it's it's my Christmas break too, um, and that works sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. It, a lot of times it'll line up for you. Exactly. But Plus, I mean, time, so yeah. nowadays, I mean, I don't know. Can you schedule that? Like, obviously, you don't have control over when a uh, publishing house needs your work by, but no. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's yeah, just yeah, good it's time. Yeah, to some degree, I can. Yeah, just because I know now enough, like when. So I have uh, my romances come out in the early fall and my thrillers come out like in January every mm-hmm. year. So I kind of have a good idea of like when things will be due based on those yeah, timings. Yeah, just historical upload or whatever. Yeah, the and is. and knowing like how long it usually takes me, mm-hmm. um, in the editorial process and things like that. And of course, like if little things come in, like copy edits or things like that, you know, those sort of stages that don't take as long. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I will try to get those done. But like here lately, um, I really do try. I, it sounds like really indulgent, but it's not really important <laughs> with as much as I work now. I try to take the whole month of December off sure. and I, I need that also just for my brain. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, I always remind myself that, you know, the well needs to be filled. Sometimes you can't just keep, um, you know, doing output if you're not getting any input. So in December I'm like, Nope, I want to like watch cheesy Christmas movies sure. and like bake things and just, you know, and even like, like, and it's, it makes it hard to do when you grew up grinding as hard as you did in your twenties. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you feel guilty for taking time for yourself, which is something I deal with yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. Which is, I probably won't have any time for myself soon because we're having a baby in July. Oh, but, yeah, okay, yeah. You're yeah, very busy then. <laughs> and I've got, yeah, I can't stop doing stuff. Like, I've, yeah. I can't, yeah. Projects for days. Oh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's always something going on. No, I'm the same way. And usually, like, I, you know, my husband makes fun of me because a lot of the time when I have, like, time off, I'll be like, oh, and then I finally got this month for you to work on this book. And he's like, but that's, like, your job. And I'm like, no, no, this is a book that's, like, not under contract. So this is just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I like how you're rewarding yourself with just work on with something more else. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you so. can't. It's also one of those things, too, where I would imagine that if you walk away from it for a year or two, it's not going to be as easy when you come back. No, it's, it's not. And uh, yeah, it's not as easy both like from the artistic side and from the business side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once you, I, I mean, say that, you're a well-oiled you know, machine I, right now. Right. And what I really like am envious of with like really successful writers is never the money. It's the time. It's mm-hmm. that if you become a big enough name, you can be like, well, I'm taking these like this year off. I'm not writing anything this year. Nothing's coming out this year. Sure. Um, and I'm like, oh, that seems nice. <laughs> right. How, so, um, so how, what's the biggest, um, I know you're coming to Dothan in the next, what? Yes. Week or two? Yes. June, uh, June 22nd. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, is your, the bulk of your sales online or do you do a lot of in-store brick and mortar sales? 
Yeah, I do a lot of uh, brick and mortar sales. Um, usually when I get my sort of royalty stuff to look at, um, yeah, I sell more um, hard covers than anything else, which That's is always awesome. surprising to me. That's great. Um, I, you know, I sell, and it's been really surprising to see, too, though, now, um, this year I sold a bunch of audiobooks, which I was like, oh, because everybody's home, mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, or, or they're like, they, they won't listen to things or whatever, so. Um, they can't fly, so they got to ride somewhere. Right, exactly. So I was like, "That's interesting," because I've never sold that many audiobooks. So <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's like that's not me. That's a like cultural thing happening." Yeah. You know? Um. But yeah. So no, definitely like brick and mortar stores, um, which I'm you know really thankful for. That's yeah, that's good too. Like, cause you do you go? I mean, I would assume you go and do signings to all at all any of the local places yeah. that that do that. Um, yeah, I used to like do like book tours and stuff back when, you know, we could still go places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pre COVID, I, I did all, and, you know, go all over the country um, and do events, which was really fun. Um, although, you know, I've been to all these places. People would be like, oh, have you been to Seattle? And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I saw an airport, a hotel, a bookstore, and yeah. then the hotel again. <laughs> That's, people don't realize like when you tour for a job, that's yeah. all you do when you get to any city. Like, yeah, you're, you you're show just up, doing, you and check I was in. Like, your boss isn't like paying for you to like have a vacation. <laughs> no, like yeah. if you have a good, um, like I worked for a, uh, record label for a little bit, just doing photo- like photography for a band. And yeah. like, I got, I can't remember like 15 bucks a day for food money. And like, <laughs> that was it. Like it was that. And then yeah. my paycheck every week, but that was like, that was my per yeah. diem. They covered like hotel rooms here and there, but like it was, yeah, it's not a glamorous yeah, life. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it seems so glamorous. Like, cause you're traveling to all these places. It sounds you know, cool. Like your buddies are super cool. Yep. All your friends are super yeah, proud but, of you. Yeah. But now I'm always like, nope. And then, you know, so what'd you do tonight? Well, I ordered chicken fingers and room service wine. And then I cried looking at pictures of my child on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Watch, that's, that was my night. Yeah. I watched more Datelines and yeah, that's it. Right. I stared at a wall for a little bit and yep. uh, yeah, and then went to bed at 830. So. Hotel life, man. There's, I feel like that is <laughs> yeah. not, that is not the way the Lord intended <laughs> No, no, and I love a nice hotel. Don't get me wrong. Sure, I, but not I, by yourself. On vacation, like, but it's, yeah, it but by sucks. yourself, it's pretty. It's a little dire. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm looking forward to you getting down here next week and hanging out for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be a good time. You gonna be just hanging out at the at the library or? Yeah, it is at the um, Museum of Art, okay. and it is put on by the Friends of the Library and the Art Museum. Um, and so we're doing like a, a cool like one and she's thing oh, and, uh, and I'll yeah, be talking be about blast. the book. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be nice. It's going to be like my first event that I've done like post COVID. Oh um, man. Well, welcome so, home. That's awesome. You yeah. To... Thank you. It's a great, it's a great way to like sort of kick off like doing in-person events again. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. Do you have a lot like on the agenda going forward from this or is this kind of just a feeler no, to see? I've only got like, yeah, just a, a couple of things. Everybody's kind of still, like I said, I've got a book coming out um, in October and, and we're all just kind of waiting to see how, how we're going to feel. Like, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's gonna, it's all kind of a waiting game right now. So yeah, I was really happy to get to say yes to this one. That's great. Um, I feel it, man. Yeah. That is so good to see people that like have had to kind of put their life on hold because of this um, horrendous pandemic we've been through. Yeah. It's really, really, really good to see people getting back to, I mean, obviously 
getting back to work for a lot of people just meant like going back to a cubicle or going back to the retail store to sell shirts or wherever it was. But yeah. for people like us, like that work that can work from home or maybe have an office just because they need that space to turn off work brain when you yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like it's really good to see the creative side of the world, like getting back to normalcy. Like, um, exactly. Yeah, hope- I'm really ready to like drink some wine with strangers. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? I've been drinking wine with like my husband at my house. Yeah, I already know for you, the man. Past year and a half. Yeah, we've so. been together forever. I don't, there's no reason. <laughs> yeah. To- interview I've, I've, I've had enough wine with him yeah right. <laughs> he doesn't even drink wine he just watches me drink it so i feel yeah the, you and my wife would get along very well i think yeah <laughs> um, well, when, when she's had her baby one time we can have wine <laughs> sounds like a plan um before i let you go i always ask people like mm-hmm. the same five questions about the oh, area cool. and usually i would not ask you since this is a over the phone thing but since you did grow up here um yes i still kind of have to and it's even better because like now that you've been gone for a little while, like you have undoubtedly put certain places on a pedestal that aren't as good as you think they were. <laughs> Probably. And you come back yeah. and you learn that lesson every time. Um, yep. Yep. That was, yeah, I've had a handful of places over the years like that. Um, what was your, or what is, or what could be, what would you classify as your favorite place to eat in the Dothan area? it's so hard because like again i i have like definitely romanticized some restaurants almost every time i'm home i try to go to old mill um i've always loved the old mill like that's where we went for like fancy things when i was a kid yeah so it still has that kind of like hey i got always on my report card (laughs) that's so awesome uh, so yeah, that that's got to be. And then also my friends and I like, and then like, because that's like with family, but with friends, uh, we ate a lot of Mama Rosa's when oh, I was in yeah. high school. Oh, I believe it. A huge amount of Mama. You Rosa's. get that that small pizza with a side salad. Yep, I always got the turkey chef and the cheese sticks. That yeah, was my go-to. That's a solid order. Yeah, you and my that wife is, would definitely good. get along. That sounds yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what um what were your favorite leisurely activities here? Gosh, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of like random driving around Dude, when we how, were teenagers. Yeah. I don't know, like you, especially because you had the circle, like you had like a literal circle to go around. Yeah. Um, Me and my wife were talking which, about that earlier where you don't, yeah. like, we still take like afternoon rides places just yeah, to uh-huh. like, we'll go to Enterprise and grab coffee or something just because why yeah. not? But yeah. yeah, when we were yeah, kids, we that like, a lot here too. the minute the sun around was like, yeah. It's that first breath of freedom from the parents, I think is what it was. Exactly. Exactly. Just, Just driving around excuse. listening to really loud music. Yep. Possibly smoking. Yeah. Like kids shouldn't, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, my <laughs> maybe kids occasionally won't. someone had stolen cigarettes. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, Don't do that, kids. It's bad. I feel like we probably knew each other, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may have. We probably passed each other on the circle at some point. Oh, man. Um, what uh? What are some of your favorite memories from from growing up here? Well, see, I really did. You know, I know I've already mentioned the Peanut Festival once, but mm-hmm. like you can't not talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and actually, when I was little, 
we grew up, um, live now very close to Houston Academy. I'm on that side of town. Oh, yeah. So that's, you know, where I grew up. And, um, but when I, before we moved over there until I was like eight, we lived on that side of town, like right by the farm center. Mm-hmm. So you could actually see the Ferris wheel from our backyard. Oh, that's from, awesome. like the neighborhood, probably. I put it in the backyard in my head, but it was probably just from the neighborhood. Yeah. That's, and so I always so remember awesome. that. I always loved when they would put the little kind of like old-fashioned Christmas decorations downtown, like the tinsel yep. trees and things like that. Little candles. Um, yeah, yeah. That was always like – and around the circle. They were kind of everywhere. So mm-hmm. that that's a big one too. Um, any uh, – I'm trying to think. Any other weird, interesting facts about you and Dothan that we need to know about? <laughs> Let's see. I was in an awful lot of plays uh, with C Act. Oh, I was yeah. like super into C Act. Uh, I feel like I, I was like hitting all the dozen landmarks because I was like I did plays at C Act. I got married at Landmark Park where I also used to work. Uh, oh, that awesome. was like my high school job was manning the gift shop. That is my uh, dream job. Like if I retire, I just want to like clean up trails at Landmark Park. Yeah. Well, my mom used to be the assistant director, so like maybe I can hook you up there. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom worked out there, gosh, for over twenty years, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so like lots of love for Landmark Park. Um, and did, yeah, got married out in the little Stokes Activity Barn there. Yeah, no. no oh no, the chapel. There, that's like, right. That's right. Because yeah, I was just a baby. So it was yeah, like right. two thousand two. I, gotcha. I got married on my twenty third birthday out there. Oh right. Um, yeah. So so yeah, that's kind of those are like my. So I was like, yeah, between between like Sea Act, I went to like First Baptist and Lamar Park. I feel like I've hit like a lot of different highlights. I was gonna there. say that. I think that's all of them. That is that. Yeah, I think that's all pretty the much. Landmarks. Yeah. And the golden. <laughs> exactly. There's a golden peanut over by TGI Fridays now. Right. Yeah. And I think like. I did some sort of like church scavenger hunt where we had to take a picture by the golden peanut that I probably have around here somewhere. So yeah, I, you know, I hit all the dope and highlights. That's it. Well, I can't wait to meet you in, in person. I feel like yeah, we yeah. know each other already just based on our <laughs> silly exactly. life. Being close to the same age. Like I think, yeah, we had very similar uh, experiences. Yeah. In it's, yeah, uh, that's fine. I feel like the creative type all kind of got into the same antics as kids. And all of us drinking coffee at Dakota, even if we didn't. Oh like, yeah, really dude, my like brother-in-law worked there for a thousand oh, yeah. years. So there you go. Yep, going to there shows. Go. We used to go to punk rock shows yep. in Dakota. Yep, yep. I went to a few like punk rock shows, and they also used to like occasionally have them at like uh, the Ramada or like yeah. a Holiday Inn or something yeah, like yeah. that. No, that's a Holiday Inn in the corner on the south south side of town. That was it. Yep, yep. Was it several of those as well? That's wild. Yeah, I'm sure we've run into each other somewhere. Sanctuary Skate Park. You ever hang out there? I don't think I hung out there though. No, oh, yeah, that was probably that was like too cool for me, maybe. <laughs> Could be. No, I'm just kidding. It's terrible. Um, well, great, Rachel. I can't wait to see you. Um, yeah, twenty yeah. second, okay. June twenty second, two thousand twenty one, at the uh, yes Wiregrass Museum of Art. Is that an evening? That's what five o'clock. Yes, it six is o'clock an evening. Event? I believe it's yeah, like five six o'clock something like that. I should probably know these things better. I just go where people point. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Definitely know that life. <laughs> I just show up. <laughs> yep. I always try to have like anything that I'm involved in. Like I did leadership Dothan a few years ago and um, I always assign somebody. Basically you have to keep me in line because I don't pay attention to anything. And all I need you to yeah. do is text me when I got to be somewhere and tell me where it is. Yep. That's, I always say that my husband loves to plan. Um, and I don't, but I'm like, I will be so happy when I show up to whatever it is you plan. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Just put me in the car. That's what Let's I bring go. to the party. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope you have a great rest of the week. Um, I'll send yeah, you a link to this you. whenever we get done. But 
Um, great. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, have a great one, and uh, I enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, same here. This was fun. If, uh, tell everybody where they can pick up your book from. I saw it on Amazon, but that's cheating. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's at any um, – I'm sure Barnes & Noble and Dothan has got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to order it, I always recommend people order it from Auburn Oil Booksellers, which is the independent bookstore here in Auburn. Oh, right. And if they want a signed copy, you know, tell them when you order it, and I'll go down there and sign it for you. So, yeah, definitely Auburn Oil. Will you have any to purchase while you're here? Um, I believe so. I think one of the, um, I think Barnes and Noble or one of the vendors is is going to be selling them. Oh, they don't let me sell them. I, yeah, <laughs> like contractually not allowed to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, but I believe they will be for sale at the event. Yes. Awesome. Well, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a great night. Awesome. Well, I look forward to meeting you. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. You get to get back to work, and I get to go to a fun thing. Yeah, all all good things. <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, ma'am, and I will be seeing you soon. Uh-huh. All right, see you soon. Right, Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on the Wiregrass Local podcast, give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wiregrass Local, or hit us up on Friendster, MySpace, or LiveJournal. That's all fake, but you know what I mean. <laughs>